0: Hi, I'm Don. I'm a recovering compulsive eater. Um, thumbs up if you can hear me. Can everyone hear me okay? All right, good. Um, Nancy, thanks for asking me to speak. Um, I don't know this group, uh, and I'm grateful to have found my way to it. Um, there's a couple people I know on the meeting, so that makes me feel a little comfortable, more comfortable um yeah I'm grateful to be here it's uh good to do the service of speaking at the meeting today because it's going to pull me out of the funk I've been in um uh outside issue but I did get vaccinated so I've been kind of recovering from the second dose the last couple days um and not feeling well kind of put me in a funk you know as right it tends when you're not physically feeling well oftentimes it can affect your emotional state of mind um so just uh opening up with just sharing that this is really hard for me today, um, but kind of uh, showing up for this is sort of helped structure what my lead was going to be about. So um, I'll just, uh, the piece of literature I decided to pick was the Tools of Recovery pamphlet from OA that you can buy through OA.org. I really do try to work the tools of this program. Um, I've been back in program this time uh, over three years now, and I've been steadily working with a sponsor. Um, right now, I'm working, I'm on my kind of third um, version of that, which is more of like a co-sponsoring relationship with someone in program that is a trusted fellow. Um, anyway, uh, I really do try and uh, work the tools, use the tools of this program. So what I decided to read from is the part about telephone. Um, Let's see, member-to-member contact helps us share on a one-to-one basis and avoid the isolation that is so common among us. Many members call, text, or email their sponsors and other OA members daily. As part of the surrender process, these tools help us learn to reach out, ask for help and extend help to others telephone or electronic contact also provides an immediate outlet for those hard to handle highs and lows we may experience. Members should respect anonymity when leaving any type of voicemail or electronic message. So the reason I decided to share on that is because as I was fretting uh, earlier uh, about what to talk about, especially because I'm feeling not super, you know, strong right now emotionally, I reached out to people in program Uh, I reached out to my uh, co-sponsor, Fellow Traveler, and I reached out to several other people. And this is a tool that I use a lot um, and it helped me. Uh, So that's what I'm gonna talk about. And I'm sorry I'm not giving much backstory. I might kind of weave some of my backstory in, but I wanna kind of keep it focused on the tools right now. But suffice to say, trust me when I tell you, I am a compulsive overeater. (laughs) I have a history of you know, very disordered eating with both food and um, also with, uh, you know, my body. Um, I'm doing a lot of, I've been doing a body image meeting uh, since the new book came up, came out. um, And that is really helping me uh, like work on that part of my disease. But anyway, I am a compulsive eater and um, I have a lot of history of dieting, which I consider to be part of the disease with food and eating. So I choose not to diet anymore. Um, okay, so to talk about the telephone. So this morning I was like really struggling. What am I gonna talk about? How am I going to, uh, you know, how am I gonna like um, be able to share experience? food? I think someone's unmuted, I'm hearing some feedback. I don't know. Amy, can you please? Oh, there we go, okay. Um, Sorry, I was getting kind of distracted. Thank you. Um, Okay, so yeah, like, how am I gonna share experience, strength, and hope when I'm feeling like shit? I hope it's okay that I swore. I know this is being taped. Um, But really, uh, so I reached out to friends, like I said, in program. And when I do that, it is a tool I use a lot. I try to spread it around because, you know, Um, I'm a lot. We all are, right? Like, I I need a lot, Um, and especially when I'm struggling. So I try to go to different people um, and not ever expect someone to have to show up for me or come through for me. And I try to tell my sponsees that and anyone else that talks to me in program that, you know, it's like cast a net, like cast a wide net when you need help, you know, like reach out to several people, like send the same text to like four or five people, see what responses you get back. Keep calling until someone picks up the phone. This helps me a lot. I mean, this morning I was like, I don't feel like sharing. I don't feel like talking to a bunch of people who mainly I don't know. I don't want to stand up in front of y'all and pretend that I'm doing well when I'm not. Um, And- Oh, great! Thank you, Beth. Is Beth? I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, so I reached out to people, like friends, and I just sent a text saying, like, "What do you do when you have to show up for your recovery and service?" when you don't feel like you have anything to offer. And I got lots, of, I, I got like four different responses which made me cry, you know, <laughs> it was really good. I mean, one person reminded me, I'm not Buddha. Like, I don't have to say anything brilliant, you know I'm not here to fix any of you. I'm not here to heal any of you. Um, you know, I'm just here to try and get better, you know and live a fuller life um, and not be in the food, you know killing myself spiritually and emotionally and physically with it. Um, another friend just reminded me to like look at the tools, which is how I ended up pulling out the tools of recovery, recovery pamphlet and talk about the tools. And, you know, she said like, "What you're doing right now, talk about that." So that's what I'm doing. I'm talking about the fact that I reached out to people that I trust and I got response back, and I am so grateful for that because that gets me through so many rough patches. You know, and we are not meant to do this program alone. We're not meant to do this life alone. You know, I often think of it as like I like a lot of metaphors. So forgive me here, Um, you know, like climbing uphill like right like we're climbing. We're always like climbing. We're always on this journey right so We can't go through it alone. You know, we have to be like rope to each other, you know, and we have to reach out to each other when we need some help, you know, on the trail, right, of life. There I go. I'm going way into the metaphor now. Um, But it's true, you know, and right now, like this thing, this like, you know, piece of technology is like my rope often, you know, Um, it's how I stay connected. And I consider that, you know, I consider us God with skin on, I consider my, that space between me and another human being where we meet in a place of like love and compassion for each other to be like that, that space is God, you know, and that's my belief. Um, so, you know, I, now is a good time for some backstory. So I'm here speaking to you all, you know, most of my life, I was the kind of person who people think I'm really sweet and they think I'm really nice, but you know, I let people down like all the time, you know? Like I've struggled with mental health stuff. I've struggled with, you know, uh, obesity and an eating disorder for years, decades, um, you know? And I'm really experienced at not showing up for people and not showing up for myself, you know? But that isn't who I am today, you know? And I, I don't like, I do my best, let's put it that way. I do my best not to let people down now, you know? Um, and I really do believe that, you know, here I'm in, I'm 52, which shocks me to say it out loud. I'm 52, but I really do believe that the thing that I've learned the most in my life and in this program is to keep showing up and to keep going, you know, um, that's all I know now, you know, and that's what I do, right? Do, am I looking exactly like I want to look? No, you know? Am I trying to learn to love myself as I am? Yes. You know, when I hear people with long-term recovery speak, they often talk about how no matter what, they don't give up. Like no matter what, keep coming back, right? I mean, it's like said over and over again in program. And it is probably the biggest uh, magic there is in this program, I think, is like just keep coming back. Cause this is a hard, hard fucking disease to kick. And I thought I fixed myself. Like, you know, I did my last extreme weight loss plan. Well, I did an extreme weight loss program, an outside program. I spent a lot of money on it. I lost almost 200 pounds doing it. I kept the weight off for a certain amount of time. And then the weight started coming back on, you know, cause I'm a compulsive eater. So I'm going to eat, you know, and I thought I had like found, I thought I had found the holy grail. I mean, I was like thin and I was eating all the time. I started to eat all my like, you know, red light foods and all my compulsive foods, but I was still thin for a while, you know, because my metabolism was super ramped up, you know, and this disease truly is cunning and baffling. Um, and it, it took me back down and I came back into program. I mean, I come in and out of OA for years. Uh, yeah, 10 was, minutes. Okay, thank you, Beth. Um, I, come, I had come in and out of OA for years. Uh, you know, I think the first time I came in the OA, I think was when I was in college. I have a vague memory of that. My mother was doing other 12-step programs in my teens, so that's how I got introduced to it. You know, and once you come, like, if you are a compulsive eater, you're gonna hear your story in some version, you're gonna know, it's like they talk about an AA, right? Like once that seed is planted, you can't ignore it, right? It's always there. But you know, I spent so much money and time trying to like fix this in other ways, you know? Um, and you know, like it talks about in the OA 12 and 12, and I think it's in step one, you know, where it talks about how, you know, we have periods of success with that, right? We have periods where we can like lose weight, and maintain that weight loss, but inevitably, you know, something shifts, right? Whether, and, you know, I speak, I say just like, I have had periods where my disordered eating seemed like it had been alleviated and my struggle with my body seemed like it was over, but then it all came back, you know? And so that's what brought me back into the program three years ago plus. Um, And I remember coming in and I did not want to be here. Um I was angry at myself on a level that, you know, only someone who's, you know lost a large amount of weight or you know had some kind of like you know I thought I had fixed myself I mean I really did you know and so the self loathing I had when I came back into program was enormous and that was the one thing I said to myself I was like okay I am going to keep coming to this program for one year and I'm going to work it the way they say to work it cuz I never like you know I always used to flake on sponsors I would get a sponsor and then I would like you know you know, ghost them, you know, <laughs> and like, you know, but I was like, nope, this is going to be it. You're going to do like one year. You're going to do it exactly the way they tell you to do it. And if you feel better a year from now, you're going to keep doing it. And that's what happened. And I hated myself less. And I tell people that, and they're like, that's a very low bar to set, but you know what? I needed a low bar to set. You know, when I came back in the program, I was like, that's all I want is to hate myself a little less. I want to be able to like, maybe look myself in the eyes, sometimes in the mirror and feel some degree of like, love for that person in the mirror. Um, and working this program has definitely given me more ability to love myself. Um, and, uh, you know, more ability, it's emotional, more ability to, uh, you know, face this life without You know, getting into my drug of choice, which is food and I also abstain from alcohol, uh, because for me that's like been something I've also been out of balance with, but I put that as part of my abstinence Oh, here come my cats. Um, And, you know, it helps me to be clear headed with the food. Um, I guess I just I'm sure my time is almost up so I could talk a lot about uh, a lot of things about this program that I love. I try to remain focused on that. Uh, When people, you know, once you get really involved in programming, you start doing service and programming stuff, then you start, you know, having issues with people in program and you start having resentments and stuff. And once again, following the same thing, I just keep going. I keep working through them. I work, you know, I do inventory on them, um, you know, and eventually I get to the point where I have acceptance, you know, which is for me the ultimate goal. And, And to me, I believe. It is with acceptance and a connection with the power outside myself and greater than myself that I will find, you know, and be able to live in serenity. Um, You know, I'm not sure how to end, but I guess I would say that, um, you know, if you're struggling, just keep coming to meetings, you know, and more than anything, reach out to people. And I think Beth is about to unmute. So I will just say this. Um, Yeah, you know, I'll say, I I believe that most of the magic in this program is not in the actual meetings and it took me a while to realize that it's you go to the meetings. To meet people or see people over and over and over again until finally you feel comfortable to give them a call or text them or something the 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 like I said to me the one on one is what has saved me time and again Um, so. And look at this, and it's funny, because just now someone that I reached out to this morning just sent me a text to ask me how I'm feeling, right? And this is a person in Arizona that I've never met, but I've met them through a meeting. And now there's somebody who can remind me that I'm not the Buddha and I don't need to be. Um, and with that, I will pass. Thanks for letting me be of service today.